Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another Arseblog Arsecast right here on arseblog.oleole.com. This is about intro 65. I don't know how many of these I've done tonight. I've got a bit of a frog in my throat and uh, that's absolutely no slur on the French national team, I can tell you. Uh, If it's not the frog in my throat making things go funny, it's uh, my mobile phone going off with text message alerts or me completely fucking up, which is most of it. But hope we find you well because uh, this is the first Arsecast in two weeks. Because we've been in the middle of an interlull. And the interlull being the interlull, nothing much has happened. The eye of the interlull is the same as the eye of the hurricane. Think of it like the hurricane, the rest of the hurricane is normal football season. But in the interlull, you don't see the garden benches and people flying by going, But we have been in the interlull and of course, the essence of the interlull is international football and what happens in international football? Nothing. It's boring and tedious and dull. And If only we could get some international football, for example, which was uh, controversial, which had maybe a contentious decision, which sparked some outrage and hysteria. Imagine. That would make for a much more interesting interlull than the normal ones. Okay, so we had the whole handball Thierry Henry thing, which sparked some really amazing reaction, I have to say. Number one, because obviously Thierry Henry is not an Arsenal player anymore, but um, we seem to get the brunt of the criticism from certain quarters. At the end of the day, it was just handball, really. Games have been won and lost on worse decisions than that down through the years. But of course, I think because it's an interlull, it's... A, it's all a bit quiet. And the reaction maybe from some Arsenal fans towards Thierry Henry, I, I haven't understood that. Yeah, you know, he shouldn't have handled the ball. It was definitely a handball. No doubt about that. He cheated. No doubt about that. But come on. He's a Barcelona player now. So let's aim our ire towards Barcelona or France, for example. Not that I should, you know, we should... Quite the whole thing. But all these Facebook groups and petitions and stuff like that over a handball in an international game seems a bit off to me. And then, of course, uh, Ireland are looking for a replay. The FAI have said it, Ireland deserved to go through. We deserve to be in the World Cup. In fact, we deserve to win the World Cup. When, in fact, all Ireland deserved was a penalty shootout. You know, because you know, we might not have won that penalty shootout. 
France might have scored normal time. We might have scored normal time. We, being Ireland, of course, might have scored normal time as well. But, I mean, it's not as if if Henri hadn't scored, Ireland were guaranteed a place in the World Cup finals. You still had to go through a penalty shootout. And, you know, when you're asking Robbie Keane and Paul McShane, for example, to take a penalty, you wouldn't be that confident, would you? And then tonight, what's even funnier is that um, the Irish government have got involved, which is the maddest thing of all time. The Minister for Justice was, was interviewed the morning after the match, yesterday, today morning, depending on when you're listening to it, yesterday morning, of course. And um, he said, oh, we should have a replay. It's terrible. Sportsmanship, fair play, blah, 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 blah. You know, the usual bullshit. And uh, tonight which is not tonight when you're listening to this, but tonight last night when you're listening to this, because tonight when I'm recording it, uh, the, there's a, stories over here about how our Taoiseach, Brian Cowan, is going to have words with Nicolas Sarkozy. And they're talking about there being a diplomatic incident. A diplomatic incident. Over whether or not we get a replay to a game. Now, look, it wasn't fair. But it happened. If you start replaying games because referees don't see things, well, then every fucking game is going to be replayed, don't you think? Every single game, because the ref doesn't see something in every game, or he makes a bad decision, or gives a free kick the wrong way, or a throw-in that might lead to a goal when it should have been a throw-in to the other team. Where does it stop? And then you have to sort of ask why it is the Irish government at the moment are involved in this kind of thing. Because, how would I put this, the Irish situation, or the situation in this country at the moment, is that we are um, up shit creek without a paddle, to use a colloquialism. Except not only do we not have a paddle, we don't even have hands to propel ourselves along up this particular creek. We're trying to maneuver our way up the creek, or down the creek, whichever way you're going, with uncauterized bloody stumps where our hands have been hacked off. That's how up the shit creek we are. We have a health service that isn't worth fucking shit. You get people, right? Uh, ladies who are going to, to hospital and they say, no, you don't have any breast cancer, you're fine. And then about nine months later they go, sorry about that. You do have a bit of breast cancer. Oh, you're dead. That's what our health service is like. And we've got... Uh, unemployment. We've got public versus private sector workers. They're at each other's throats because of potential budget cuts, which all suits the government, of course, because it's easier to have the uh, public sector and private sector fighting each other instead of being together and fighting the government, right? Strikes on the horizon. Emigration. We've got a budget next month, which is going to pretty much buttfuck everybody social welfare cuts, tax on this, tax on that, tax increases all over the place, and the Irish government is involved in a diplomatic incident over a game of football. Bravo. Bravo. You know what I mean? It, it's all gone a bit too far, if you ask me. Wasn't the best way to lose. France will admit it wasn't the best way to win, but let's just leave it where it is. That's what I think. <clears throat> and it's just another reason why International football should be um, completely outlawed, I think. When you have governments getting involved where they, you know. Anyway, 
I seem to have lost a run of myself a little bit here. I haven't even told you what's coming up on the show. Uh, in a moment, in a very short moment, uh, Good Player from GoodPlayer.com to talk about uh, various stuff. Uh, as well as that, uh, Sylvester will be along. We'll be talking to the, well, I won't be talking. He will be talking at you, the, the penis of William Gallas. We'll be looking ahead to the game of the weekend, Sunderland, team news on the way, who's fit, who's not. Uh, and, and, in the spirit of... Um, coldness and interlulls and everything else i've been do my best uh i've got a savile rogue scarf to give away to somebody a hundred percent cashmere red and white brilliant scarf that's coming up a little bit later on the show um so uh stay tuned for that right um okay well we better get on and talk about football i suppose and with me now um to discuss all that is good player from goodplayer.com hi there hi there thierry Henry. Um, I know he's not an Arsenal player anymore, but given the fact it's an interlull and it involved him, this incident against Ireland, uh, I suppose we were all talking about it. Can you um, can you understand all the fuss and, and maybe the suggestions that Henri's time as a, an Arsenal player has somehow been tainted by what happened against Ireland? Can I understand all the fuss? Yes, I can. It was a massive, massive game. It was like the World Cup itself, and it was dramatic. It was one of those moments where you remember where you were when you watched it, of course. I can understand the fuss. It's inevitable. Um, has it tainted his status as an Arsenal player? Uh, don't quite follow that one, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, by that account, Paul Scholes' status as a man you player tainted after his handball in the final minute of a Champions League game uh, last year, which went in. Mm. He, the referee actually stopped it. It was a blatant handball. The referee sent him off for a second booking. I don't think, not even I, play in that Paul Scholes is a cheat. He's a malicious player. He can't find a tackle, but I don't think he's a cheat. Um, and so I don't quite see how that follows with Thierry Henry. Um, I think Thierry Henry, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're all human. We all make mistakes. I think he cheated, fair and simple. I think that's true. Is he a persistent cheat? No, I don't think he ever was. I think his sportsmanship was quite good. In fairness, he's got, he does have this sense of injustice, which is often misplaced, I think. And I think that's what got to him on this occasion. But really, some of the reaction has been, has been pathetic, really. And you usually wonder what some of these people are like in their home lives. If they're, if they're willing to... Uh, Judge someone so readily after one incident like that. Is it a symptom of the interlull that uh, because there's nothing else going on, incidents like this get blown up to uh, incredible proportions? For for me, it was kind of ironic, maybe isn't the word, but um, I I can't quite think of the word I'm looking for, that the English press are so defensive of what happened to Ireland, uh, you know, given the fact that the English press and Ireland have had uh, some history down the years. Um, And the last time there was an interlull, or maybe it was the one before that, just before that we had the game where Eduardo's dive um, took place, uh, and that sort of dominated the headlines because there really was nothing else to talk about. No, I, I don't think it's an interval thing. I think I think last night was a big game. It was a game that I went out of my way to watch. Um, you know, kind of didn't don't have Sky at home at the moment. I actually went to the pub to watch it. So I really wanted to watch it. I think the thing is that when it when England qualified, I think it's very easy for English press support whoever to kind of you know support the uh, support the other nations and and obviously not a Republic of Ireland, not a home nation in any way whatsoever. But, but you know what I mean. The other uh, you know, countries nearby and support them in a way because they're underdogs and, you know, for some reason they like to see them do well. So I don't think there's any irony in that. I just think, I think also, you know, in fairness, there's none of us really want to see cheating and, and, mm. and it, it wasn't cheating. And, and in fairness, you know, you, France, shouldn't really have been needing to cheat to get their way through that game. Mm. So I can, I can understand it, but I just, I just think some of the reaction is extraordinary. People like the Mars Palmer, I mean, 
this is a guy who, who didn't seem to get a single ounce of joy from, from watching Thierry Henry play for eight years for Arsenal, in, in which case I can only say I'm sorry for you, because uh, for the rest of us, it, it was quite fun. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. How can you call a guy who did so much for Arsenal the, the scum of the earth, a cheating, lying scumbag? I mean, I don't know, maybe you suspect there's other agendas at work there. Mm, quite possibly. I, I, you know, I just think he, Henry did cheat, he shouldn't have done it. But, you know, why, why don't someone ask Paul Scholes about how these things can happen very, very quickly in, in the heat of a moment? And mm. I'm sure Henry won't look back on it when he tried. I think I think the interesting thing was that he actually had that burning sense of injustice. If you look at it just before the goal, there was a penalty shout on Anelka that wasn't given that Henry thought was a penalty. Mm. There was a Govu goal, which was actually brilliantly ruled out. And, I mean, you have to respect the linesman for that because... Uh, it was one of those scissors ones where he very easily could have given it. And Henri clearly didn't think that, didn't think the position was right because he went, whacked his finger in that way he does. Uh, when Denver <laughs> the free kick was given in the build-up to the goal, um, you saw him applaud ironically, very, very, you know, very, very obviously, almost begging the referee to book him. I thought the referee was going to book him. He didn't. And so you could see that burning sense of injustice in him. The one he had against Newcastle when we lost 3-1 at home and he started ranting at the referee on the way up. And I, I, frankly, I don't think it's one of his most endearing feats. I don't even think it's one that particularly got him anywhere over the years. I don't think he became a better player when he had that burning sense. I think that's probably what, what drove him. He was almost lost control momentarily mm. last night. Yeah, all right. Well, look, we'll leave it there. And um, I, I'm not sure that my memories of Thierry as an Arsenal player are affected in any way by what happened. Uh, the interlull itself, it's been a little bit costly because we've had injuries. Um, obviously, Kieran Gibbs, the news is, is quite good about him. Um, it's not going to be as uh, as long as we thought. No broken metatarsal, and uh, I think in in the left back position, it's probably where we've got the most cover. But Robin van Persie obviously is going to be a big miss because not only of the form he was in, but he, he at the moment seemed to be the only one uh, who was capable of playing that centre forward role, particularly with Bentner out. Um, Eduardo was just signed a new deal. Uh, time for him to step up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd say that he's the only one capable of playing that. Uh, centre forward role than Persie. I think he's, he's just been playing very well and he's been fit. Mm, so well, I'm, I mean, of, of who's that. available at the moment, that's that's sure. kind of what I mean. Sure, no, I think I think you know. Look, I, you know, I'm I'm slightly more relaxed about this than a lot of people are. You know, strikers get injuries, people get injuries. It happens. We're now we're now reliant on Eduardo, who's Croatia's number one striker, regarded by most people very very good footballer, um, and he's unproven in that lone role up front. But I don't think. I don't think at the start of the season, you know, if you said to people who's more suited to that role, Van Persie or I think it would have been a toss-up, frankly. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think given time, he might not prove himself there, he might not work there, but if Van Persie could, I don't see why Eduardo can't in a slightly different way. And then, and then you look and, you know, Bentner, fine, Bentner might be out, but you can, you can jig things around a little bit. You've got, you've got Walcott coming back, Mellor's fit, and, uh, you know, personally, people, people say, you know, where's Mellor been, etc. he's always been injured, fair enough, but, Played a couple of times this season. He's actually played quite well. Um, played well in the Champions League away to Alkmaar, I think it was when he came on. So the interesting thing about the injuries to me is that you know I think they have been kind of blown up by the interval a little bit. I saw the Kieran Gibbs injury referred to being a devastating blow to Arsenal Wenger. <laughs> now I suspect I suspect that if Kieran Gibbs has got any sense of modesty, and I suspect he does, because he seems a very level-headed young man. Whenever he speaks, uh, he probably chuckled to himself when he read that. You know, um, I think we our third choice left back is a guy who played the Portsmouth all of last season at Mitchell Lee up the field. Our fourth choice left back is a guy with two Champions League uh, medals, a load of other stuff. Not the ideal player, but hey, the fourth choice is not bad. And then, of course, you could always just move backwards down your left back and put a Burette right back. 
So, you know, I'm not quite sure it's the end of the world. And I think the very interesting thing about the injuries is that in, in no position do we actually look kind of down to the Harry Redknapp's proverbial bare bones, um, mm. which is ironic slightly because one injury in central defence and things would look a bit shaky there, um, and an injury to Alex Song um, and things would look a bit shaky there, albeit, albeit the Nielsen back this weekend. Mm. Uh, we will be tested, though, no doubt, over the over the coming uh, the coming month, because I think between now or the game against Sunderland, and then uh, I think the nineteenth of December, which is the, the the final game before the the Christmas break, we've got nine games. So it averages at a game every three days, more or less, uh, with players out. Um, you know, there are maybe going to be one or two coming back, like Walcott, for example. It is going to test the squad, isn't it? Yeah, no, it will certainly test the squad. But I mean, you get tested over the course of the season. I personally think. You know, on the attacking front, the winger front, attacking front, you know, we just have an abundance of players. I mean, it's quite fantastic, really. I saw a piece today saying, should things have brought Chanak? Well, you know, we if Chanak might have got a chance, as Seth, or if we wouldn't have, because as well, it would have played. But, but Chanak, up until now, would have been kicking his heels. Mm. Seth would have played, would have played uh, two Carling Cup games, frankly, <laughs> if we're honest. Um, look, I mean, with, us, with all due respect to him, but I just can't see how he would have got games. If you, if you look at the people who struggled to get games and Wenger's I think it's probably fair to say Wenger's had to massage and manage the injury situation slightly so that he'd never left one of his had to drop if you like out of the squad entirely one of his main mm. uh, first eight choice forwards as he has but, um, you know so I, I, I think we would be tested I think central defence and, and defensiveness still to me are, are the really key areas frankly and that's you know, so getting an injury at central defence and that's a test. I mean, I, you know, I know you're a fan of Sam Dawson. I think, you know, I don't think Sam Dawson is a bad player. But I think, I think it would, it would test us. I think. I'd agree with that. Looking ahead very briefly to the weekend uh, and midweek, Sunderland um, under Steve Bruce seem a much improved team. Uh, Darren Bent has sort of been released from his shackles at Spurs and uh, is scoring quite well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, midweek then, standard Liège, uh, where we could, I mean, we have to get, I think, a point to to, uh, to assure ourselves of, of winning the group. Uh, confident that we can pick things up where we left off? I think so. The attitude's been right. I didn't feel that we were... Uh, getting lucky in recent games, I thought we were playing quite well. Um, like, I mean, we weren't brilliant at Wolves for the, for the first part by all accounts, but, but yeah, I think we can pick things up. There's certainly things up. There certainly seems to be determination in the squad. You, you felt last season that sometimes when things were going 
well for us. And, you know, like after that 2 1 win at Chelsea, you know, despite kind of, uh, you, you kind of sympathised with that guy in the toilet who came up to Wenger after the game and told him, you know, great win, but we're not going to do anything mm-hmm. this season. Because um, yeah. you kind of, I hate to say it, but you didn't know where he was coming from. I think, I think this season, it, it does feel up until now a little bit different. Um, and so I'm not too pessimistic. You never know what will happen, though. It's, it's been a strange season already. Luckily, we haven't drawn too many games. All right, good player from goodplayer.com. We better leave it there. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thank you to Good Play, and he'll be back on another Arscast in the very near future. Still to come, we've got team news ahead of this weekend's uh, game against Sunderland. Some players are in, some players are out. We'll give you details of that in the very near future, as well as that, uh, a chance to win a scarf from Savile Rogue, which is, of course, the finest football scarf that you could possibly own. So stay tuned for that. We'll give you the details of how you can win in just a few moments' time. Now, though, Sylvester. Hello everyone, it's me again, Sylvester! The place in the first team, it is nearly man! Kier Clichy, he has the injury! Kieron Gibbs, he has the injury! Then there is only Armand Traore! After that, I play every week! That is why this week I went out and bought some material for my own Armand Traore voodoo doll! Night after night I've sat there putting pins in it. One pin, another pin, another pin. But don't feel sorry for me. I quite like pricking young boys over and over. Now, you know, um, Sylvester, the guy that did the song there, Do You Want a Funk? And many other songs, too. I mean, he was a real disco king. King? Is that, I think that's the word I'm looking for. But if one of those stories had gone around about Sylvester, in the same way they w- went around about, for example, um, <clears throat> Mark Almond. Everyone heard that Mark Almond story. Taken to hospital, stomach pumped, it was full of jism. Urban myth, of course. Like Stevie Nicks with the old, you know, up the old, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you do anyway, and those of you that don't, just Google it. I'm sure it's there somewhere. But Sylvester's the kind of guy that if, you know, you'd have heard a story about him in the past and, oh, he was going to do a concert and he he slipped on stage during one of his disco king um, dance moves. And he sprained his ankle really, really badly. And then he was supposed to do a gig. And how was he going to do it? Because his ankle was all swollen. And and someone says, did you know what he did? And you go, no. Did he put ice on it? No. No. He went to this mad woman. And she smeared placenta all over his ankle. And within days it was fixed. And he was able to get up, get up on stage and dance and do his routines. And you go... You know what? Sylvester is just the kind of guy, I'm talking Sylvester, the uh, artist, he's just the kind of guy who would who would do that, who would allow somebody to smear placenta into his ankle. But Robin Van Persie, he's gone off to Serbia to do that. Strikes me that, you know, if you can, why go to Serbia? If there's placenta treatment, surely you just need to get a placenta and do it. It seems a long way to go. But anyway, he's going to get placenta rubbed into his strained ankle ligaments and apparently it'll get him back sooner. 
which is good news for us. But I'm a little dubious as to the healing power of placenta smeared into one's swollen ankle. I mean, not that we have a great deal of experience. I mean, imagine if it turns out to be true that it's brilliant. And how many times have, if you've played football, and I'm sure you've done this, you've twisted your ankle or gone over on your ankle and you go, ah, that's so sore. And you go, I'm not stopping though. I'm going to run it off. (laughs) The whole run it off thing. Instead, you're going to run it into the ground. And so you get home and you take your boot off and there's this purple swollen mess at the end of your leg. But what if you could go to the pharmacy and say, I'll have two placentas, please. How do you apply these? Or a little bit of hot water and stick them in? And what if different placentas had different effects? Are we talking human or cow or dog? Like, could a Labrador placenta have a better effect on your ankle than, I don't know, a, a Doberman, for example? I suspect a Doberman placenta would be better than a Labrador placenta. The worst placenta would probably be a boxer dog placenta because that's like it's like rubbing stupid into your foot so maybe you could get those in pharmacies but that's Robin Van Persie he's going to get placenta rubbed into his ankle to make him feel better and Arsene Wenger was talking about the injuries uh, to himself and Kieran Gibbs he was a little bit worried as you were you know when we all saw the, uh, the footage there uh, on Saturday we were going oh that's end of season it was brilliant the minute he got injured, there were stories going out. Two months out, three months out. The rest of the season, Robin van Persie's football career is over after, a, you know. And how does anyone know? It's the way they did this thing with uh, Shemak. Arsene Wenger is considering making a move for Shemak now that Robin van Persie is going to be out for the next nine months. But how do they know? It was Saturday night. Nobody rang him up. Nobody has a direct line to Arsene's brain. It's so fiction. It really is. But of course, uh, Harsen is rather relieved that Robin's only going to be out for six months. And he says, uh, you know, he'll be a little bit fresh when he comes back. He says it's a disappointment and we didn't want it. But, you know, he'll be fresh when he comes back, which is true. I wonder, does placenta only work on ankles? Like, if you know, if you go to sleep funny one night and you go sleep with your hand above your head because you've had a few too many beers and then you wake up the next morning and your neck is like, Oh, fuck, I can't turn to the left here because my neck... What if you got a big load of placenta and just like smeared it on your neck? Would it help? Why is nobody else doing this placenta treat? Why is it only for ankles? We need to get to the bottom of this placenta thing a bit more, I, I think. I could be wrong, but, you know, they're kind of big, you know. People, people eat them and stuff, which is weird because it's full of nutrients and no, thank you. No, thank you. But I'd smear one on my calf if I had a calf strain, which I do at the moment, but I'll stick to using deep heat. I can't find placenta in the pharmacy here, you know. Mad. Hello. I am the penis of William Gallas. I have to tell you, this week I am feeling very tired. 
120 minutes against Ireland, I can tell you it take a lot out of you. They have such incredible spirit. They run around a lot, very physical and, of course, they all smell like Guinness. Apart from Robbie Keane, he smell like old ladies' piss. And now is not the time to tell you how I know what old ladies' piss smells like. The goal, I know that the Irish, they are a bit upset, but these things happen in football. You have to take your chances when they come. Ireland did not do that. And France, even though we did not play very well, when the opportunity came, I was there to win the game for my country. I know what came before, but what could I do? I did not have any choice. After all, it's not often you get a hand job from Thierry Henry. You know, I, I don't even want to think about whether or not the penis of William Gallas uses placenta. If he gets injured, what if he sprains his ankle? The penis. Would he use placenta on his, his ankle penis? Penis ankle? Not really important, is it? We should move on and talk about something else because we've got lots of football coming up. Uh, between now and the 19th of December... We've got nine games. That's a game every 3.22222246883 days. But more or less a game every three days, as I was saying to a good player earlier on. Um, we've got Sunderland at the weekend, then Standard Liège midweek, then Chelsea next weekend. <laughs> Chelsea. That's going to be fun. But we've got to look forward to Sunderland. And, uh, you know, they're, they're playing well this season. They've beaten Liverpool. They've drawn with Manchester United. They should have beaten Manchester United. Let's face it, United got an equaliser in the last few seconds of injury time, and it was a deflection from that big, huge cunt Evra. So it doesn't really count in the grand scheme of things. On paper, yes, it counts, but it was an accident. So Sunderland have beaten Liverpool and should have beaten United, so we can't take them lightly by any means. Team news is, of course... Van Persie and Kieran Gibbs are out. We know that. Abu Dhabi is out. Theo Walcott is out. But both of them might be back for the uh, for the Chelsea game. Jack Wilshere is out. That's uh, bad news. Johan Giroud, we know, is out. However, some returners, return, yeah, returnerators. We've got uh, Lukas Fabianski is back. Carlos Vela is back. Danielson is back. And Armand Traore is back. It'll be interesting to see what he does at left back. Will he put Traore in? Does he look at Sylvester as just cover for the centre-halves, or will he play him at left-back? I have a feeling Sylvester is going to play this weekend at left-back, which doesn't necessarily bode well for Armand Traore if he's fit, but I could be completely wrong about this. Vela being back is good news as well, because we need him, even though he doesn't add much to the physicality of our forward play, you know, Bentner and uh, Van Persie are probably the two biggest and obviously the most physical of our forwards. Vela's another little kind of scrawny little fella, you know, that if you're a centre-half, you look at him and go, he's going to be quite quick, but if I boot him, you know, he's he's not going to like that. Uh, you know, with uh, Arshavin, with Eduardo, with Nasri Rosicki and the whole lot. So uh, good to see him back, though. I thought he was gone forever, honestly. I thought he'd been taken away by the Mexican Mafia and they were looking for huge money for him, and we just weren't prepared to pay it. A few chips in the Carling Cup is not worth the money they were looking for. But no, it's not true. He was just injured, and he is back. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that game. And those are the names that are back in the squad on top of everyone else. Free scoring Cesc Fabregas, Andrei Arshaman is in there and all the rest. So, um, you know, it should be good this weekend. I, I don't know what else to say. That's just about it for this Arscast. I, I don't have anything more to say about placentas. I don't have anything more to say about Ireland, Thierry Henry, governments, taxes, budgets, or, or anything like that. I think I'm going to go downstairs and drink another beer. Or maybe two beers. But only after I give you the uh, the question to win yourself a Savile Rogue scarf. Because it's coming into winter and we all want to be warm. Nobody wants to be cold. And what better way to keep your neck warm than with a 100% cashmere Savile Rogue scarf? There is no better way. I was waiting for somebody to pipe up there, but I realize there's nobody here. So the question, which placenta... W- no, sorry. Uh, which Arsenal player at Highbury ran the length of the pitch, more or less, to score a goal against Spurs, then ran the length of the pitch the other way to celebrate in front of the Spurs fans to tell them that they were cunts? Answers. By email, please, to competition at arsblog.com. That is competition at arsblog.com. The winner will be announced on next week's Arscast. If you want to check out savilrogue.com, you can do that by going to savil-rogue.com. And uh, you can see the scarf that you might win on that page. And that's good Christmas presents, I'm telling you. Head along there. Uh, so that's about that for this week's Arscast. Until next week's, have yourselves a great week. Talk to you uh, all week on the blog and, of course, on next week's Arscast. Until then, bye-bye. Ah, oh, Mr. Van Percy. Hello there. Uh, very nice to meet you. Come on in. Uh, sit yourself down there. I have to say I'm a big fan of your work, so I am. Oh, God, if I'd left foot half as good as yours, well, well, I'd probably still be a doctor. That was my calling, you know, but I'd play for a better class of Sunday League team instead of the uh, spackers I do play with. Uh, can I get you something? A uh, cup of tea? Uh, coffee? Coca-Cola? Cup of tea? Horlicks? Banana milk? Lilt. Would you like a lilt? You wouldn't. Um, Poutine? No, <laughs> don't suppose Arsene Wenger would like like you drinking that. Uh, cup of tea? No. Capri Sun? Oh, you will. Everyone likes Capri Sun, don't they? Here you go. I get from my Capri Sun uh, cupboard over here. Now, I, I know you've been over to Serbia having a bit of the old uh, placenta treatment on the ankle, but oh, I have to tell you, it's not always effective. As you've found out for yourself, it's not always an effective treatment. It's a bit mucky, isn't it? You have to admit, a bit on the old dirty side. The old cow's placenta, the baby placenta, the human placenta. Maybe sheep placenta they use. But it doesn't always work. I think it's to do with the type of skin you have around your ankle. Now I, I have got a revolutionary new treatment. Now I have to say, not everybody's doing it. And that's probably why my office is in the back of this uh, alley here. bit back street. They don't approve, you see. They don't approve. Because when it comes out that this treatment is working... I swear to God, I'm going to be a millionaire or a billionaire.
one or the other. Anyway, the whole thing, it's like the placenta treatment. You're using human fluids to massage the area that's injured. Now, because these fluids are after coming from inside the body, they go straight back in. They seep in through the pores. Now, the only problem is, is that the fluid that we need has got to be very, very fresh. It needs to be milked practically straight away. Now, I could do it myself, but for it to be most effective, of course, you've got to be the one to extract that fluid and then I can massage it into your ankle or anywhere else on you that you might have a little strain, if, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so are you, you're down with that. Are you want to get back playing as soon as you possibly can? You do. You do. Brilliant. Okay. Well, here we go. You've you put that Capri Sun down there and, um, right, well, let's get to it. Uh, Robin, uh, where are you going there? Oh, every time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.